It's a movement, but it's about people. Be the People is about we the people joining forces to reclaim and reshape the best of our nation's time-treasured traditions. Each week, we offer insightful interviews with movers and shakers from all different spheres of life. And now, please welcome Dr. Carol Swain. Welcome to another episode of Be The People podcast. Today's show will feature an interview with a young man that you may have seen on television. His name is Bryson Gray, and he is a rapper. Uh, at one time, he opened for 50 Cent. And if you're not into the rapper world, as a lot of people my age, that probably doesn't mean anything to you, but you can sort of Google it. And he was a lifelong Democrat who went from Obama to Bernie Sanders and family to Donald Trump. His grandmother was a Black Panther. Uh, Bryson Gray is pro-life. He was a strong supporter of pro-Trump and probably is still pro-Trump. And he is a strong Christian. So help me to welcome Bryson Gray to the Be The People show. I love the introduction. I love it. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, Bryson, you worked so hard for Donald Trump. And there were so many images of you with your huge mega hat. I'm curious as to where you found that hat. Was it uh, designed for you or did you purchase it? Uh, what's funny is I purchased it. Uh, but the reason I got it is because I saw a guy named Kingface, uh, R.P. Kingface, by the way. But um, Kingface with it on and he had an altercation that went viral with some liberals. <clears throat> and um, I bought it because I, bu- I had a regular size MAGA hat and I, were getting, I was getting like threats and stuff from people in my hometown. And the way I respond to stuff is the same. It's, it's very consistent. It's the same. So when people threaten me or say I can't do something, I just make sure I do it in a way that you to let you know that I do what I want. So uh, I, I bought that big hat and started wearing that around. <laughs> Bryson, uh, we have a similar similar personality because when someone tells me I can't do something, then my attitude is I'll show you. And um, when the left started attacking Trump supporters and a lot of us were intimidated about putting a sign in our yards. And uh, 2016, I did not put a Trump sign in my yard, but when Antifa started attacking people, I got a Trump yard sign. I put it in my yard close to my house and no one broke out my windows. That's how you do it. So like sometimes you just gotta show them that you aren't scared because people attack people that they think are weak. I know. and. You also, um, you, you have a rap that you came up with that talked about um, your support of Trump. And I'm going to put you on the spot. Could, could you share a little bit of that rap that you came up with? Yes, ma'am. Donald Trump is your president, if you like it or not. He the energy you had with Barack. Because you know this Trump train don't stop. Tell Beto to please come try to take my Glock. <laughs> What was the reaction to it? Uh, what's funny is uh, when I first released it, uh, it, it did decent, but it didn't, didn't really go viral, viral until uh, TikTok got a hold of it. And then like literally six months later, after I originally released it, it started it started blowing up and everybody loved it. And uh, the left hated it, of course. Uh, then people started making diss tracks on me. I love it. 
And now that um, Donald Trump is out of office for now, and there's many people that believe he will make a comeback and that there were so many irregularities with the election, uh, we don't have confidence in it, most uh, conservatives. Uh, where does that sort of place people like you? Because I know that you sacrificed a lot to leave the uh, liberal plantation and become a Republican. And it's also the case that you were raised as a Christian, right? So your faith is not new. Yes, ma'am. I've been a Christian for a very long time. So was that a factor in your transition from Obama to Bernie Sanders and then finally to Trump? Yes, because even before I left the left, I was very mad at Obama when he, um, like him in the courts, uh, legalized same-sex marriage across the entire country without states having to say so. Um, I, I was very irritated at that because of my faith. And then the, the only reason I wasn't, I didn't identify with conservatism then is because I genuinely didn't know the difference between liberal or conservative and things like that. So um, Bernie Sanders is where I started really digging into politics. And that's when I realized I agree, I, I agree with nothing that they had to offer. Uh, and Trump wasn't even the first Republican I looked into. It was actually Ted Cruz. And he, like, his policies were more faith-based and uh, more pro-capitalism and things that, of course, sounds like, you know, regular conservative stuff. But, see, I didn't know what was anything at the point in time. So when I started researching Ted Cruz, uh, then I started watching the Republican primaries. That's when Trump, obviously, if you didn't like Trump after that, then I don't know what's wrong with you. But, yeah, so that's how that worked. I can tell you that it encourages me and I know it will encourage uh, my listeners to hear a young person like you that um, you, you use your intellect to work yourself to a position where your values line up. You're not um, suffering from cognitive dissonance, dissonance uh, where you uh, hold conflicting views. Uh, and so I applaud you for just having the courage to do that and being such an example. Well, I, I try because, I mean, how can I say it? Most black people grow up with conservative ideals. But <clears throat> the truth is, a lot of us, especially young people, we don't know anything about politics. So until once you start learning about politics, that's why the, the black vote for Trump basically doubled uh, in 2020, especially with men, because once you just start looking into it, you realize that your real life views don't even align uh, with the left anyway. So um, it, it's just about how do you get more people to recognize that their views don't align with, what with their vote currently. Um, so that's how that's how you have to do it. I have a question about black men, and I know that you can't speak for all black men because the supporters of Donald Trump included young black men as well as older ones. Do you think the abortion issue was a factor? Uh, what was it that caused so many more black men to support Donald Trump than the black women? Um, <laughs> a lot of people might not like what I'm about to say, but I think nature is part of it. But um, I genuinely think... Uh, Black men, especially, we have, I, I just don't know how to explain it, but I think it's faith, abortion, um, taxes. Uh, it's a lot of things. And, and if you're a traditional man that, that, that knows our role is to provide and protect, uh, we also back the blues. So when people start running around talking about defunding the police, it's like, what are you talking about? Um, so, I mean, to me, it's a lot that fatters into it, but I think nature 
uh, is the main thing. And I think once again, if, if people start trying to align their literal value system with their vote, we'll have a we'll have a much different election process every single time around. If we can get the election process uh, to where you can't just steal votes, but that's a different topic. <laughs> well, the thing about it too is, you know, Donald Trump. One estimate I saw, he got 12% of the black male vote, maybe more, but that's one estimate that I saw. Uh, and then he improved, you know, all around. Now, was it, I think it was more of the black male vote and 12% of the black vote. Yeah, I think it was 18% of the black male vote, between 18 to 20%. And the thing about it is, if this had been a fair election, and all those shenanigans didn't take place in those black majority cities, we know, you know, that Donald Trump would have won by a landslide because it's impossible for Democrats to win if they lose, you know, that much of the black vote. And so they they needed a fallback plan because black people in their approval rating ratings, they were really embracing Donald Trump. Yeah, it is also Trump's personality. I'm like, like, if you didn't know that, like Trump just acts like a, uh, a, a guy from New York, really. Um, and, and he's blunt. Uh, a lot of people might call, call it harsh or offensive. But that's, once again, that's a part of Black culture. Have, have anybody ever seen a Black comic not be offensive or not be sort of harsh? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, it's like, so, 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 so it's like Trump is literally a part of the culture. But he has always been a part of the culture. He has always been uh, a part of hip-hop culture also. Because there's a lot of billionaires. There's like at least 400 billionaires. But Trump was the one that got talked about the most in, in, in the hip hop community. There's and a- he was also very supportive of um, Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and just black people generally. And it really uh, hurts to have him punish, you know, with those lies that he's a white supremacist and, you know, he doesn't like black folks. Nothing uh, could be further from the truth. Yep. And uh, I just talked to one of my homeboys that voted for Trump. He's not like a super open Trump supporter, but he said uh, one of the things that got him is when they started calling Trump racist. He said, bruh, because he's, I'm 29 and he's like 32. He said, Trump has never been called racist as long as I've been alive. So I when know. The media, so when the media started pushing that narrative that Trump was somehow racist, that already makes some people raise their eyebrows like, huh? When did this start? Right. We're going to take a break. And when we return... More with my guest, Bryson Gray. Be The People is sponsored by Cooper Steel, a family-owned business that provides the steel fabrications for buildings across the Southeast. Sixty years ago, Kenneth and Faye Cooper founded the company in Chevyville, Tennessee, which started as a vision is now a nationally recognized company that remains true to its founders' Judeo-Christian values and principles. Cooper Steel is committed to excellence, responsibility, and community. Its motto is build strong, stand strong. It treats its employees and customers like family. Learn more at coopersteel.com. Well, my fellow Americans, how did you feel watching footage on the news of domestic terrorists looting our stores and burning our cities down? Now, you were probably disgusted and angry as much as I was. It's disturbing what's going on. Well, you'd be shocked to know that your shopping habits are supporting these extremists. Companies like Amazon, Nike, Disney, FedEx, it's an endless list. And they've been supporting these radical groups. Let's stop supporting companies that fund these extremist groups. 
We can all do our part. Visit shoptotheright.com and you'll find businesses in a nationwide database and companies that are aligned with our American values. Visit shoptotheright.com and let's all make a difference. I'm back with my guest, uh, Bryson Gray. And Bryson, tell us about your family dynamics. Uh, you know, your parents, uh, how many siblings siblings you have, and what it's like uh, for those holidays. Well, uh, I have both of my parents, grew up with both of my parents. I have three siblings. Uh, and the dynamics, especially politically, my family crazy regardless, but... Uh, when it goes to politics, it's more crazy because my dad is like a lifelong Democrat. My mom was a lifelong Democrat. But lately, my mom been super red-pilled, super based. Um, but uh, it, it's hilarious during the holidays because me and my dad, we there's no situation where we, where we don't argue about politics, at least for at least for a quick five minutes. And every time conservatives come to North Carolina, I take them to my parents' house and so they could argue with my dad. It is, I love it. I can't wait to meet your parents. I, I can't wait either. That'd be hilarious. And the young people that uh, that are friends of yours uh, that saw the transition, were they surprised, uh, you know, how you have evolved over the years? Um, not nobody that really know me. The people that really know me are not surprised because I've always had the same personality. My personality has always been consistent. I always do what I want. I always dance to my own music, if that makes sense. <clears throat> the only thing that changed is my thoughts evolved because I've always been super Christian and that's pretty much the basis of why my vote switched in the first place. So uh, nobody's really surprised, but people that know me around here, know of me, but don't really know me, know me, oh, they hate me because I was popular for rap music when I used to make degenerate rap music. I was popular in my local area and a lot of people liked me. So when, when I came out super conservative with a Trump hat on, Oh, yeah, they did not like that. So radio stations stopped playing me. You know, the usual stuff. So are you still doing rap? And would you describe what you're doing as Christian rap? Or have you moved to another genre? Uh, I used to do like regular rap music. Uh, very, very secular. Um, what I call what I do now is, I guess, a lot of people got different names for it. Patriotic rap, conservative rap. Uh, MAGA rap. Uh, I call it conservative Christian rap or Christian conservative hip hop. I don't know what the name is for. It's, it's a new genre though, but <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Well, do you have anything you can share with us? Uh, like some music? Uh, no, just just some lyrics that uh, would fit for where you are now uh, in your career. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Trump 2020, I'm about that. Touch my hat, I doubt that. Two A never go without that. Deep state trying to shut us down, but I know we gonna bounce back. I rep that red, white, and blue. Just watch how we bounce back. Can't wait to see tis we win the election. Easy's on my feet, so I'm back and stepping. Tell all the liberals I'm keeping my weapon. Be back at hatches so I'm on flexing like ooh, ooh, ooh. All right. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we do uh, need patriotic uh, rap, and I think that's something that. Uh, will be well received. And even among uh, Democrats, we see the far left, the ones, you know, that dominate uh, the airways. But I think the average Democrat is just like the rest of us. They want the same things. And with this Biden 
administration starting off in such an aggressively left way, I think it would drive more people towards us. I think so, too, because uh, even a lot of Republicans, uh, I, I was getting into arguments with other Republicans, and they were saying that Biden wasn't, wasn't going to be far left. He was going to be you know, governed more moderately. And uh, I, I knew he wasn't because he had to appeal to the left in some type of way. But we're not even a full week in, and he has just the farthest left I've ever seen a president go in my lifetime. So it's crazy. Well, I'm sure you've heard that uh, I was uh, vice chair of something called the 1776 Commission, and it was about uh, encouraging our young people to learn uh, civic history, America's history, read the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Federalist Papers. On day one, he abolished uh, that commission, and he also went after the Voice of America and removed two people who have civil service protection. So they were illegally removed because he felt that they were too pro-Trump or pro-patriotic. And so I think if you look at what he has targeted, that tells you a lot about the kind of America he would like to see. Oh, yeah. It's, it's very obvious. He doesn't want um, the traditional America uh, based on the Constitution. Um, you know, he don't want to see anything patriotic. Uh, he wants everybody to be scared of, of white men and scared of Christianity, e- even though some uh, newspaper called him the, the most liberal Christian. What, I don't know. This, this is crazy. And that 17, when, when he uh, took away the 1776 Commission, I knew that was going to happen because he wants everybody to learn about uh, 20,000 gender, genders and uh, LGBT stuff. He doesn't care about patriotic stuff. And the 1619 uh-uh. project uh, that Hannah Nicole Jones, or maybe her name is Nicole Hannah Jones, uh, started, that's all revisionism and they want Black people to focus on slavery and bondage and victimization. And it's a way to keep people down, always looking in the real view mirror. And that's what they want. They want uh, especially black people, they want us to feel like victims. They want us to feel like we can't do better for ourselves because of our skin color. Um, and they want to keep it like that because th- they need to control the emotions of black people. If they control the emotions, they can turn about any police shooting. They can turn anything into outrage and riots uh, because they control the emotions of the black people. They also uh, control uh, the media. And, you know, what happened uh, with George Floyd or uh, Trayvon Martin, uh, Michael uh, Brown, all of these things, incidents happen, you know, all the time in a country as big as the United States. They decide which ones they're going to blow up and how they're going to spend that narrative. And so they can keep uh, Black people emotionally upset. And you may recall at the Capitol Hill riot, there was a young black man that is a member of Black Lives Matter and Antifa who travels from rally to rally and he's an instigator. And so they have video of him instigating the people and encouraging them you know, to engage in acts of violence. And so that's like his job, he's an actor. Uh, that tells you a lot about the manipulation of the left and what takes place when the protests get out of hand, they have professional instigators, you know, that are egging on the regular people. Well, the scariest part to me about that guy is uh, they let him out of jail like the next day, I think. Uh, they held him in custody for a bit and they let him out of jail. 
but you have all these other people that are arrested that's, that's still in jail and not getting any bail. Uh, the FBI even came to my house. Um, so I, I, this is very interesting to me. Well, they have always had a double standard. Uh, one of the things that many of us are concerned about, and you and I and other people, I'm sure that we're going to keep speaking, but big tech censorship and how if you have a platform on you know, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, that they can de-platform you overnight. That's crazy, but I blame us conservatives for that because we don't own anything. Um, because the scariest part is not that they can ban us on the social media apps, even though that's scary. The scariest part is when Gab came out originally, they banned Gab off the app store and people thought, oh, it's just Gab. Then we tried to we tried to flock to Parler, they banned Parler off the app store with no actual reason. And the fact that they can do this is, is, is saying that even if you try to make your own, we're going to take that away from you also. Uh, but the main problem with that is, you know, conservatives, we don't own anything. We don't own any part of culture. We don't li we literally own nothing. And I think it's because we focus too much on trying to compromise and appeal to the left rather than standing on our values to create something uh, for us. Well, I think that uh, conservatives were caught off guard and back in uh, 2011, I published a book called Be the People, A Call to Reclaim America's Faith and Promise. And in my chapter one, I talked about uh, President Obama's plans and how he was forging this alliance with Google and the National Security Agency. And he brought in Twitter and Facebook and uh, those social, uh, uh, those organizations into the government and so they came in under the Democrats. So no one should be surprised that after Trump's election that they would work hand in hand with um, Democrats to silence conservatives. And so they did everything in their power to, um, you know, to help Biden win the election. And that is something that I think is a violation of campaign finance laws because they were clearly uh, offering uh, services to Democrats, and I'm sure that they were not counting that as part of a, a contribution. Also, you don't see them fact-checking Democrats either. Um, fact-checking, as they call it. Um, <clears throat> it's a scary situation we're in because now it's like, what do we, what, what is our next plan when it comes to that? Because the iPhone, first off, they update their terms of service all the time. And, they, and if you look at the new things they add, they literally update it to the point to where it, it doesn't favor conservatives at all. It's, it, it literally like it's easier for conservatives to get banned by just simply stating our Christian values on social media. Now, I have like 10 videos banned on TikTok. Instagram notifies me every day about how they banned something of mine from a week ago. Facebook, if you try to like my Facebook page, they restrict you and say, before you like Bryson's Facebook page, review his content first. And, and it's, I mean, but what can we do? Because we allow them to hide behind the private company thing where they can do whatever they want, update their terms of service whenever they want. Uh, it's, it's, what's, the, what's the next plan? I'm about the next thing. Like, how do we beat it? I can tell you that Republicans are all that we have right now, and that's a sorry lot because they had an opportunity to get rid of Section 230. And uh, what did Mitch McConnell do? Mitch McConnell, in my opinion, is responsible for the loss of the Senate because he put together a piece of legislation that was a poison pill. When he killed the $2,000 stimulus 
a payment, he had wrapped in there the 230, uh, section 230. And um, there was something else he had in there that he knew would kill that legislation. And I think that um, we have to hold the Republicans accountable because big tech is giving money to both sides. And I believe last year they gave 60, they spent $61 million lobbying Congress. That, that, that's, that's where you are in our society. I think Biden pissed some of these social media people in his actual administration. Um, so once again, we're in scary times. And in my opinion, it's only going to get worse. Uh, so what's like, what, what is our next move? That, that's how I always look at everything. Like, what is our next move? To well, and normally, I think one reason why conservatives did not have a backup plan is because we have always believed in our constitution and free speech. And I don't think anyone imagined that big tech would do what it has done and what it is continuing to do. It makes our country look more like China or some other you know, totalitarian nation. And I think a lot rests now with the courts. Will the Supreme Court intervene? Uh, there's not a lot of confidence that I have in them, given the fact that there were constitutional issues involving the election that they passed on. Well, I look at it like this. It was a federal judge that just said parlor can't be reinstated. So <clears throat> to me, it's like, I don't know. I, I look at it like this. It happened with Gab before it happened to Gab. Uh, it happened to Alex Jones, and everybody excused these things. They're like, "Oh, these people are crazy," so it's different. You're and right. That was, and that was happening to all of us. And now we're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" But but all those people were saying we were next. We were next. Even Trump said they're not after me. They're after y'all. And I, I feel like we've just allowed it to get. I feel like we've allowed it to get to the point to where it's like, "Oof, we are really back in the corner." I agree. We're going to take a break, and when we return, I want you to talk with our listeners about uh, next steps for you and how they can help support your work. What if there was a book that took the mystery out of prayer, one that made it easier for people to pray God's Word with miraculous results? There is such a book. Joy Lamb's The Sword of the Spirit, The Word of God is a handbook that has changed the lives of thousands of people around the world. You can order your life-changing copy from Joy Lamb's website, thesoardofthespiritbook.com. Order Joy's book and listen to her audio prayers while you're there. Spreading the out loud truth from sea to shining sea. AmericaOutloud.com is the voice of liberty and justice for all. This is not a fight of Republican versus Democrat. It's not a fight of rich versus poor, old versus young, man versus woman, gay versus straight. It's not a fight of black lives, blue lives, Hispanic lives, or white lives. This is a battle of good versus evil. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. We are the vision of the voices, America Out Loud Talk Radio. back with my guest, Bryson Gray. Uh, Bryson, I uh, understand that you may be moving to Tennessee soon. Yes, uh, I'm, 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 I'm trying to rent a place in Murfreesboro. <clears throat> I think I got a place. I actually have to go out there like this weekend or next weekend to uh, sign a lease on it, actually. 
And why is Murfreesboro and Tennessee attractive to you? Uh, because there's a lot of conservatives moving there. Um, and I also work with uh, Blexit and things like that. And a lot of a lot of people from Blexit are moving there. So I think uh, it's just a good move to really be close and involved with everything. I'm really encouraged by that because it does seem like conservatives from all over the country are moving to, uh, you know, middle Tennessee. And Nashville is a city where we've never had a conservative mayor. We have two halfway conservatives on city council, but pretty much Democrats uh, dominate. And I think that we can't say that we're going to, going to take back the city, but we have an opportunity, you know, to sort of take it back for the first time in the sense to take it for the first time, because many of the policies of the Democrats are so oppressive. And in the case of the Nashville mayor, he was very much like Joe Biden. He got Republican support because Republicans believed that he was conservative or he'd be conservative fiscally. He was not. I mean, he really uh, played them like a piano. That seems to happen a lot with conservatives. Uh, <laughs> there's a few names I think right now that there are people playing conservatives like a fiddle and people are just falling in line with it. And to me, it's disgusting. Uh, like, so, <laughs> I don't know. And uh, are there ways that uh, our listeners can support you in the work that you're doing? You can follow me on any social media platform uh, by typing in Bryson Gray, but shadow banning is crazy. So my way of beating shadow banning rather than complaining about it all the time is I have like a phone number that you can text to opt in to receive, uh, to receive updates uh, from me about my music. It's only about my music though. And I literally only sent one text out in the last month and a half. Uh, you can literally text uh, B G R A Y to eight five five nine zero nine one three eight nine, and I can personally update you about my album. And people may not remember that, but uh, this podcast will have a description, and we can post that at the bottom of the description. Amazing. Well, I really appreciate your taking the time uh, to be on the show today. And I look forward to interviewing you in the future on my show, Conversations with Dr. Carol Swain, where we can sit down and they can uh, see you in person and not just a photograph. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. So this has been a, a very uh, enlightening conversation with a young man that is about America. He's about God. He's about patriotism. And there are others he represents a growing number of black conservatives who are quote woke and we need to encourage these young people come along uh, beside them. And we ourselves have to do our part. And it's up to us, as I always say, the we the people addressed in the preamble of the constitution, we must stand up and be the people who change our nation and our world. <laughs>